feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. On the Rita Cosby Show, George Santos gets the boot. We didn't know when we were on the air last night which way it would go because the new House Speaker said he didn't think it was a good idea for precedent. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet in terms of a crime. There's been some damning stuff coming from the House Ethics Committee and so much more. And there's been a lot of stuff about him. Clearly, he was lying about his background and his, you know, his faith, a whole bunch of stuff and his business background. And there seems to be a lot of questions coming from the House Ethics Committee in terms of using campaign funds for things like Botox and sort of porn sites and a whole bunch more. Certainly has a colorful background. But still, the House Speaker, Mike Johnson, the new one who took over after Kevin McCarthy, was saying, you know what? This sets a dangerous precedent. And a lot of people in the leadership also felt the same way. They said, you know what? This is a slippery slope. And it was interesting tonight. I was looking and I was seeing Van Jones, a Democratic strategist, advisor to then-President Barack Obama. He's certainly a left-leaning guy. And he was saying the same thing, too. He's like, you know, this is a very slippery slope. And even though I clearly do not like what George Santos said and the lies that he did, and I think he falsely portrayed himself to his constituents in a big, big way, I think there's a lot of problems with what he has said and the way he lied to his constituency. I think when you're in Congress, you should be above reproach, although maybe we would kick out Maybe half of Congress, three-fourths for lying, I'm sure, about something at some time or another. But I also don't like the idea of Congress being the judge and jury. I feel like Congress has become so politicized. Look at the way that they handled Donald Trump, the way that they made impeachment. I think they just cheapened it. It's like, oh, let's impeach him. Let's impeach him. Let's impeach him. Let's impeach him. I mean, it was like left and right over Donald Trump. And now that they're the ones who decide who stays in Congress and who goes, what if they at some point have such a big majority, one side, and they don't like the other side and say, you know, we're going to start kicking out people. That's a very dangerous place to be because they're there because we elected them to be there. We didn't elect them to decide who stays and who goes. That's our job or criminal courts if somebody is charged criminally. But there are a lot of people that are charged. And convictions get thrown out or it turns out to be a weak case. And I don't like the idea of having some of these people on Capitol Hill deciding the fate of other people. Do you want like Rashida Tlaib and you want Jamal Bowman, Jamal, I'll pull the fire alarm Bowman being the ones who decides, well, you know, this person is of good standing. This person should stay and this one should go. I mean, you know, there are so many things that I have heard in the last few years from some members of Congress that made me think a lot of them should be ousted. 
But I think it, again, should come to us, the voters. It shouldn't be left to a very, very politicized House of Representatives and Senate, too. I wouldn't want them deciding. How dare they decide what the voters know better? And what if they say, you know what, I just don't like what this person said or I don't like what this person does. And then they start opening it up and say, well, let's call for an expulsion vote. And say one side, say the Democrats at some point have such a huge super, super majority where they can push anything through. They've opened a slippery slope now because now the standard is if they just don't think somebody's of good standing. And that's a pretty slippery slope. You know, you could say a lot of people aren't of, quote, good standing. And so that's why I am a little concerned. You know, at first it's like, God, yeah, boy, he said a lot of things and he did a lot of things. Obviously, uh, not an ethical guy, if you look at the allegations, at least. Those are the allegations against him. But do you want, again, Congress be deciding what's the right values, what isn't? And it opens the door to a lot of things. And we may have opened a hornet's nest that you can't put back in. And that's why, in many ways, I understand what the speaker is saying. I also think it hurts the speaker a little bit because here he is. Out there, he and Steve Scalise and all the others said, hey, you know, we want you guys stand together. We want to make sure that he stays here. They also want to keep, of course, what is a very narrow, narrow majority right now in the House by the GOP. And yet a lot of members of Republican Party, 105 of them, voted to expel him along with the Democrats or a couple of Democrats who voted against it. That's interesting, too. But. It's it's an interesting place in history right now, and I do think we've opened up a bit of a mess by allowing this to happen. And where's the vote on Jamal Bowman? That's one of the things that George Santos has said, that he thinks he should be expelled. He's the guy, again, as I brought up, he pulled the fire alarm. Remember when the vote happened? I mean, that's crazy. What is he doing, right? I mean, that's illegal, and he lied about it, and then he got caught on camera pulling the vote, trying to prevent the vote, remember? I mean, you know, it was plain as day, and he finally had to say, oh, yeah, 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 I guess I did it. I didn't realize. He's a school principal, and he used to teach this all the time. Give me a break. And he was seen pulling the signs away. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And then what about also getting rid of people like Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, some of those comments. How about Ilhan Omar? Some people did something after 9-11. That doesn't sound very American to me. I don't like that person. I don't think that that kind of a person who doesn't seem to be always putting American values first uh, should necessarily be in Congress. There's a lot of people that I think are, quote, uh, ethically compromised or at least values compromised. But this, again, opens a huge can of worms. So is it a dangerous path? And do you think George Santos should stay or should he go? Well, coming up, we are going to be talking to great political strategist and PR exec Adam Weiss. He also worked for a bit of time with George Santos. So we're going to get his take. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. He's going to be joining us in about seven or eight minutes. And we're also going to talk tonight about everything that happened in Israel. Because now, boy, it sounds like the Biden administration is buckling like a cheap suit. They are waffling and they're clearly throwing Israel under the bus as now they really feel they have no choice but to go in again since Hamas broke the deal. And that seems pretty set that everybody believes he broke. they broke the deal. That seems pretty clear. But now it seems like the Biden administration is getting soft 
on Israel. And that's a very dangerous place to be, not just for Israel, but for the world. So let's start with George Santos here as Speaker Mike Johnson announcing the vote to boot George Santos. Take a listen to what he's had to say. On this vote, the yeas are 311, the nays are 114, with two recorded as present. Two-thirds voting in the affirmative, the resolution is adopted, and a motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. Wow. And it went pretty quick. And it went a lot more overwhelmingly than anybody thought. And here is Congressman Mike Guest on the expulsion, his reaction. You know, it was an easy vote for me, but I have been involved in this case uh, since the very beginning. Uh, I understand uh, the, the precedent that some members feel that this set, that this sets a precedent that members can be removed from Congress uh, without a conviction. Um, in years past, many members have chosen to resign instead of forcing Congress to take a vote to expel. Uh, but I, the, but if you look at the report, if you read those findings, again, they find substantial evidence of multiple violations, which to, in my case clearly supported expulsion. And Jamie Raskin, of course, who was part of the uh, very discredited January 6th committee, because, boys, there are a lot of stuff about them. Uh, getting rid of evidence, suddenly it's not available, witness testimony changing. And Jamie Raskin, of course, was at the helm of it all. And Democrat Jamie Raskin uh, gave this sort of piece of advice that he said he would give to George Santos. Because, of course, when the sky is gray, it's Trump's fault. If somebody takes a wrong turn on the street, uh, drives through a traffic light, it's Trump's fault. Everything is Trump's fault. And this, of course is par for the course with Jamie Raskin. When he asked for my advice about what he should say, for me it was very simple. He should say all of his worst offenses, lies, and fraud were nothing compared to what Donald Trump has done to the United States of America. Donald Trump's big lie alone, falsely claiming that he won an election, that he lost by 7 million votes, 306 to 232 in the Electoral College, and then his decision to proceed to incite a violent insurrection against the union was far more damaging to the United States of America than anything that George Santos would do. So the Republicans who voted to expel George Santos should be immediately abandoning Donald Trump, whose lies and whose fraud have been determined in court also already. Oh, well. And by the way, Santos, on the way out, said to hell with this place. Those were his final words as they were taking his name off the door. He literally is not in Congress anymore. Uh, The governor, Governor Kathy Hochul, will now have to call a special election. She has to announce the date in 45 days. And then the election takes place at a set date. Special election. That person holds the seat until another election happens in 2024. But again, with a very slim majority in the House for the Republicans, every seat counts. And now that seat is up for grabs. So would you have voted to expel him or not? And why? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line four. Norm, uh, what do you think of today's vote? No, I would not have voted to expel him. This is a terrible precedent. Okay, yes, there's a lot of things that were kind of funky about the man, certainly. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a tit for tat now. I think it's going to I think this has opened up a very a big can of worms. And now everybody. And so all I have to say is, well, Rashida Tlaib next. 
Yeah, what about Jamal Bowman or uh, AOC? Yeah, Jamal Bowman, kind of there a, you go. Jamal, I, by the Jamal way, Bowman. the standard is convicted. Now, he pled, remember, but he was, you know, he was charged with a crime and he pled guilty. So, you know, if that's the standard, um, you could say that's a lot closer to than what happened here with George Santos, Norm, you know? Uh, I agree with you. Listen, I had a friend, uh, uh, Julio, whatever, he knows who he is, uh, who got he got into deep, deep doo-doo in high school by pulling a, a, a fire alarm. And uh, he didn't get expe- expelled, but uh, it was uh, many, many, many weeks of dealing with... Uh, dealing with the uh, the great advisor and all, you know, so it's a bad thing. You should not allow people to uh, pull uh, fire alarms. Yeah, and, and he was a teacher. This is the kicker, Norm. He was a teacher and a principal and also somebody who oversaw fire drills. So, I mean, it's like for him to say, oh, no, I didn't do it. And then they're like, wait a minute, you're here on video. Oh, oh, when I was pulling those signs down, I am so sorry. You know, I... I because he, first he said, I just ran out the door. I didn't realize it. And then they had the goods on him. And he realized, uh, I guess I better fess up. You know, you see him kind of looking around, pulling the signs off. It's like, give me a break. And, and yet he's sitting there. And yet today, there he is. I have to see how he voted because I'm curious. Uh, knowing him, he probably voted to boot Santos. I betcha. You know, I mean, this you can't make it up with these people. Norm, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. And we are also talking to PR executive and political strategist Adam Weiss, who knows George Santos. Can't wait to get his reaction to this big news. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. saw a lot about George Santos, and now he has gotten the boot. And a lot of people were surprised. They thought it would be a tight vote. Well, joining us now is Adam Weiss. He's the CEO of AMWPR. He's also a great political strategist who, for a brief time, his firm worked with former Congressman George Santos. Uh, Adam, what's your reaction to what happened today? I thought it'd be closer to, and, but, you know, at the end of the day, when, you know, I go back to the history when I was going, I was trying to go into the police department in New York and I had to go through a rigorous process. I never ended up doing it. I passed and all that, but I had a different career path, but you know, you go through all sorts of processes when you're going for careers and jobs to become an ambassador. I have friends that went to become an ambassador and the things that they have to go through you said you did this. You did, you said you got an A and you didn't get a B. You know, and we're sitting here with a United States congressman, and he lied about almost everything he did in his entire life. And most jobs anywhere, HR departments would fire you, executives would fire you. And I think they did the right thing by firing him today, basically, because he lied to his to constituents. He lied to the voters. And it's more than just, oh, wait till he goes to court. He lied. He shouldn't be the representative. He shouldn't have the job anymore.
Now, uh, what was he like to work with um, when you worked with him? At what point and uh, did you have any inkling that this guy is not who he says he is? So, you know, if I worked with him 20, 30 years ago in politics, I thought he was out of his mind. But after the Trump effect, we had all these characters that came out of the woodwork, right? These, So the normal political wonky person we thought of was the, that playbook was thrown out the window because Trump was such a character. So he started electing characters. So he was a larger than life character. And I met him at, at, right as in his first uh, when he's running the first time around towards the end. And he lost, but he did a good job. So he campaigned. We, we engaged somewhere along about a year before uh, somewhere about eight or nine months before the actual general election that he won. And we had our first kickoff call. And after the call, we're all like, well, what, are you an economist? Are you a financial analyst? Are you, you know, commodities? And he couldn't answer it. It was very strange. And all of us at the end said, well, what does it actually do? Usually you have someone, I did this in life, so we'll pitch you as a financial analyst. We'll pitch you as a you know, market expert. We'll pitch you as commodities. We'll pitch you as a media rep. Couldn't pitch him as anything. So we just tried. And we got him a lot of hits. And we got him a lot of press locally. And it was, you know, this is one little telling story quick, Rick. So he just cut us off right away within a month. Geez, General, we don't need you anymore. And we had this wonderful girl that worked for us. And all of a sudden, she, three or four weeks later, she says, Adam, I got to call you in the morning. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go work for the United States Congress. So which congressman? I can't tell you. So fast forward, I say, I can't stop. You're going to work for Congress. Go ahead. So fast forward about four weeks, a couple of my colleagues still wanted to go to a, uh, a George Stantos fundraiser. So I was the big man. Went to a fundraiser at the Women's Republican Club. I walk in, and the girl that's told me she's going to go work for a United States Congress comes out of the elevator with a clipboard. I said, oh, that's Santos. He stole my girl. He stole the staffer. So wow. Character, right? Yeah, that and says a lot. Wow, wow, wow. And he told me he bought a house with a little story. In Wait, or actually, do I me a favor, that. Adam. Do me a favor. Yeah. We're going to go to a break. Stick with us if you could, because I do have a few yeah. more questions for you. Will you stick yeah. with us? we got a little break. Um, And we're going to have a lot more with Adam Weiss right after the break uh, for his take on George Santos, who stole his girl, and a lot more after the break. Rita Cosby is on. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a really powerful story coming from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where police detectives Sean Stump and Michael Slatkoff still remember rushing to a city neighborhood earlier this year to chase the fugitive who killed police chief Justin McIntyre. The fugitive, a 28-year-old man named Aaron Swan, emerged from a wooded area after crashing a stolen car nearby. He opened fire with an automatic weapon, hitting Detective Stump squarely in the chest. A ballistic vest thwarted the bullet incredibly. Well, upon being honored, Detective Slatkoff said, This is nice, but the only person that deserves any sort of honors is the chief. He gave up everything. I still get to go home at night. 
The detectives, by the way, when they were in that situation and fired upon, they returned fire, striking the fugitive. The manhunt involved scores of law enforcement officers, and they ended with Swan's death at the scene. And on Monday, the two Pittsburgh police officers joined many of their peers as they received two official honors for their service and bravery. The officers were presented with medals of valor, and also Stump was awarded a Purple Heart. What an important story, and just shows how risky it is. Here was a man who had killed the police chief and opened fire with an automatic weapon, firing at the officers. Thank goodness they had the vest. And also, thank goodness we have such brave men and women out there every day going out there to protect all of us. By the way, today I was at uh, the Federal Law Enforcement Foundation luncheon um, with John Katsimatidis and also Judge Richard Weinberg, also former New York FBI Chief George Venizelos, and so many others. There was about a 1,000 law enforcement at this luncheon, and it was amazing. The governor was there, um, also the police commissioner in New York, all of them talking about how important it is, what are men and women at all the different levels uh, federal, local, state, what they all do to keep us safe every single day. I was in the company of heroes, and it was such an amazing, amazing opportunity to be there and to thank them and to see them heralded in a big, big, beautiful way. Well, we are talking about George Santos, who isn't in a beautiful way tonight. Uh, in fact, they even took his name off the door. They didn't waste any time. And he got ousted big time. And he becomes, by the way, the sixth member of Congress to be ousted in all of Congress's history. Uh, There are about three of them that were ousted for being tied to the Confederacy. He didn't qualify for that. And then there were two others who were convicted of crimes. He becomes the sixth. Now, he was not convicted of a crime. He's not a member of the Confederacy, as far as we know. Um, But... He clearly made a lot of mistakes and made a lot of false promises. And according to the ethics report, was misusing money and a whole bunch more. And he's charged with a whole bunch of stuff. He's pled not guilty. They're investigating a lot of campaign finance stuff. Let's see where it goes. But it's interesting because John Fetterman, that great uh, political philosopher, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Eloquence, <laughs> how do we say it from the debate, boy, But anyway, John Fetterman, the Democratic Pennsylvania senator, had this to say about the expulsion. It was kind of interesting because he said, wait a minute, there seems to be a double standard here. Listen to John Fetterman. Well, it's like uh, I'm not surprised. But but to me, I think the the more important picture is, is that we have a colleague in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And, you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny. And like, you know, he... You know, landed on the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, whereas, you know, I, you know, I think you know Menendez. I think is really a senator for Egypt. You know, not New Jersey. Uh, so I, I, I really think he needs to go. And uh, especially, it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the House. It's an interesting point. I never thought I'd say interesting point by John Fetterman, but it is. And remember, he's a Democrat. Also, Menendez is a Democrat. 
So it's a fascinating moment that he's actually critical of that. And listen, Menendez is still on the Intel Committee. He's not the chairman like he was, but he still gets access to intelligence. And he's been charged with a whole bunch of, or, you know, clearly charged, but also investigated. There are so many issues right here. I mean, he went through this before, remember, through the whole trial, and then he got off. Uh, and now it's back again, him and his wife. I mean, it's all that stuff. Fetterman raises an interesting point. Uh, there's some other members of Congress, too, that have done some pretty weird stuff over the years, and they're still there. Uh, what about Swalwell with all that stuff with the Chinese spy that kind of got, dra- you know, got kind of swept under the rug? Some interesting stuff that, you know, you can kind of go, whoa. And by the way, Santos says he's coming out swinging. I mean, he said he might even do a tell all book. So uh, I want to know if he'll, he's going to do it in uh, Portuguese for his tribute to his, uh, his history in Brazil <laughs> with that dress on. That was an interesting one. Whoa. Anyway, let's continue now with CEO of AMWPR and political strategist who for a brief time his company worked for Congressman George Santos. Um, Adam Weiss, what do you think about the the theory? And this is something that even um, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House there, said it sets a really dangerous precedent. I agree that, listen, a lot of stuff that uh, Santos said and and did from everything that we know and and what's being investigated. It's very unseemly. There's no question. But does it set a really dangerous precedent for the history of Capitol Hill? Are you worried it's sort of this slippery slope now? Not really, because, you know, he lied. I look back on the resume just now, little, you know, and I look back as he gives a resume, and his resume says he worked for Citigroup at Goldman, NYU, Brooke. He completely lied about his whole life. Did he say he was the first he, man who walked on the moon? Did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> right on the bottom right. Exactly. <laughs> he said he was the savior, too. But, you know, it's interesting. I heard you earlier, Fetterman, because usually Democrats really stick together. I'm old enough to remember when Bill Clinton did all these unethical legal things and they rallied at the White House. Republicans never do that. They never stick together. Democrats always do. So it's interesting that Fetterman came out saying, hey, we also got to throw out, uh, you know, Menendez. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Didn't you? I was surprised to see that. I was like, you know, I mean, I I rarely uh, kind of uh, am uh, illuminated by Fetterman. But Rita, the difference is those are all – if it was just the ethical stuff, like, oh, you paid for Botox, you bought pants that you weren't supposed to buy, that's one thing. You can't throw them out. Let it go through the court of law. But you lied about every single – almost every single part of your life. And you can't get you can't get to HR departments to get a job anywhere in America, you know, if you lie about everything. You'll be fired right away. So we're going to allow them to lie about it a lot and stay in the United States Congress. That's a terrible precedent. It's a joke. And it's there's so much. It became a laughing joke for like seven, eight months until the war broke out and bigger issues broke out. It was all Santos 24 seven. That's we shouldn't be you know, we shouldn't be a comical country running around chasing George Santos of every lie. Yeah. And you know what, Adam, I agree with you on that. I think that people who are in that position, um, they should be upstanding. And you would hope that people that are running for Congress, even though there's probably a number of them that fit in the hole that that he's talking about. And he says he's going to come out swinging, too. Um, but but I agree with you. You want people to be upstanding and um, especially if they're representing people in, you know, you want them to be, you know, pillars of the society. Um, and, and it sets a bad tone. I was in the car with him one time. We're driving and I said, oh, I got this house I bought last year in uh, Watermill, the Hamptons. 
and I got, and it's, you know, we get X amount a dollar a month when we rent a day, when we rent it in the summertime, he says, Oh, me and my boyfriend just bought a house in West Hampton. And he went on this three or four minute story, how much he gets a day and where they bought it and found that he never even had any property all in the Hamptons. It's just, he was a total sociopath. He just, I would say one thing he'd have to top me with a different story. It was very sociopathic, bizarre behavior, but you know, yeah, that's wild. And now what do you think is ahead for him, Adam? Because you've spent time with him. Um, and, and what do you think is next for him? Because I've heard everything from, first of all, he says he's going to kind of come out swinging and sort of start naming names of other members of Congress who he says have done uh, improper things with other improper people. It's, uh, he's really like trying to mudsling. And then I've heard that he might do like a reality show. He might do a tell-all book. Is it going to be uh, dancing with the Santos as opposed to dancing with the stars? What What do you see him doing next? I hope he doesn't get a tell-all book for a million dollars. I hope he doesn't get a reality show because I don't want a society that we reward we reward bad behavior. We reward, we reward liars, but we are a a country that likes this kind of chaos, this like this kind of uh, you know uh, bad behavior, right? And and I'm sure some reality and you know the book publisher out looking for him today so i hope it doesn't go down that path i hope he's uh goes away so we don't have to listen to george santos anymore and before we know what these trials are going to happen and who knows what's going to happen there yeah you're right um and he's already said uh, not guilty but there's a lot of stuff especially in those ethics report which is what it seems like it turned so many members of congress even in his own party right what uh, is to a congressman him? or running for office having an only fans account that's ins- that's like <laughs> right there alone <laughs> right, right, right there alone <laughs> He would have been fired from most jobs, right? Yeah, and what about the whole thing with the Czech stuff in Brazil, remember? And then there was the yeah. picture of him, like, in this wild outfit. It was like, like right. it was like, yes, it, it was a reality show. He's already lived, he's already had all of us live through a reality show. You know, we don't need another one. Oh, my right. gosh. Reality show for a year. We don't need it. We don't need to watch it on Netflix or Hulu or or Bravo. OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Adam Weiss, thank you so much. You are terrific and great to have you here. The CEO of AMWPR, great political strategist and great uh, PR guru, and someone who uh, met and spent some time with George Santos. Thanks for your take, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stuart, line three. Uh, Stuart, what did you think of George Santos, the vote? And I thought Adam had some great perspectives. Yes. Good evening, Rita. The House Republicans did strategically the smartest thing to do. This is not about whataboutism. If they would have allowed him to stay. I can guarantee you we would lose the seat in November 2024 because the Democrats are going to have a very, very high voter turnout this coming presidential election. But now we're going to have a special election on Long Island. And I've met him. I've shaken hands with him. I know who this guy is. I've spoken to him. We're going to have a a special election this this February, and the Nassau County GOP chair, Joe Cairo, hopefully is going to select Maza Melissa Pillup. She's from Ethiopia. She was in the Israeli Defense Force. Yes. She's a great legislature. She can, she can win this seat 
Come this February, it'll be a low voter turnout election and grab the seat. To wait to November would be a disaster. No, you're right. And by the way, I've heard about her, that she's a very, very impressive person. Uh, Joe Cairo, by the way, came out with a blistering statement today, Stuart, as you know, uh, saying uh, George Santos, here it is, has been a stain upon the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, it's made, it's been clear that he disgr- he's disgraced and has no place in Congress. I mean, he was like, see you later. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, I know that there's some also, I think it's like Mike Sapriconi and some others are running for that. So it's going to be a hot seat. And I think it is important that, um, you know, for the Republicans to keep that seat, they got to get somebody in there in the special election because usually sort of who wins the special election, often it gives them a leg up when the real election happens, if you will, um, which could be at that point only a few months later. Like you said, they're, they're just a placeholder, but it gives them, you know, foot in the door. People get comfortable with them. And also, by the way, on the Democratic side, we're hearing uh, Robert Zimmerman, who's the one who ran against Santos, Democrat, uh, I think he's throwing his name in, uh, Tom Swazi, the former congressman. It's going to be a very hot, hot, uh, you know, competition. There's no doubt. What did you think? By the way, you said you, you, you met George Santos. What did you think? Did you, did you ever imagine that this guy would have, I mean, as you heard from Adam Weiss, he was clearly, uh, you know, clearly uh, a little extreme and a little flamboyant. Um, but that's different yeah. than someone who's a liar and completely unethical. What, what did you think? Yes, Rita. I met him first in the summer of 2021 at an anti uh, de Blasio uh, rally. Uh, Curtis was there. And then I met him at some campaign stops in 2022. The guy is extremely smooth, clever and slick. But aside from the fact that he fabricated his entire life story, this man has committed. Uh, he, I guarantee you he would be he's going to be convicted of federal financial uh, felony crimes. This is a guarantee. So it's beyond just that he lied about his whole life. He committed federal financial crimes. And if we let him stay till conviction, we're surely going to lose the election in, in, in November 20, 2024. So this guy was slick and smooth. And look, he fooled us all. He fooled, he fooled Joe Cairo when he went for his interview to, to be the nominee, he lied about, you know, he didn't just say, oh, I was at J.P. Morgan for 10 years and really he was there for five. He was never there at all. He was never there at all. This is a shame on the Republican Party. We, we have done the right thing. Now the Democrats have to do the right thing with with their people, just like Fetterman said. Yeah. And you know, it's um, and, and you're right. There's a lot of that's why I think there is a lot of issues on the Democratic side. And I brought up Jamal Bowman on the House side, too, Stuart. It's like, give me a break. I mean, the fact that he's still there, that's that's incredible. Uh, you know, Rashida Tlaib with some of her disgusting vitriol that we've heard of late. But, you know, you know, it's interesting. I still find the whole thing with Santos fascinating that here it was Zimmerman ran against um, and I know Robert Zimmerman. I, I've known Robert Zimmerman for many, many years. Um, and I'm surprised that, like, a lot of this stuff didn't come out. I mean, usually when you're running against somebody, you do opposition research and you find out who it is. And, and of course, maybe people just never imagined that somebody would make up all these aspects of their life. It is incredible. But but I am shocked that it wasn't earlier that he was outed. But I think your point is a is a very important one that getting rid of him now puts enough distance between the seat 
uh, and George Santos to get somebody hopefully else in there that can keep that seat because that's a big, important seat for Republicans. They only have a four-seat margin, uh, as you know, in the House, and they want to keep every inch of it. And probably sooner the better than suddenly he gets, like you said, he gets convicted of something serious like the campaign finance, federal crimes. That's a biggie. And if that happened, like, you know, right before Election Day, you're right. That is really, really tough. Very interesting stuff. Stuart, thank you very much. And keep us posted on what you're hearing on the race, because a lot's going to happen between now and February. And then, of course, uh, as things go into 2024, that may be one of the hottest races in the country. The red wave that did happen, by the way, uh, when Congress turned, courtesy of New York Republicans. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it was definitely life in the fast lane for George Santos. There is no doubt about it. So who do you blame? And is it the right move? Because guess what? There could be some Democrats that maybe fall under the very questionable category even John Fetterman is bringing up Menendez. I never saw that one coming on my uh, on my card for 2023. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line four. Uh, Stan, your thoughts about Santos? Uh, Fetterman is still getting over his stroke, so I, I don't. I question a little bit of what he's saying anyway. But, oh, wait, wait, wait. You, wait a minute, Stan. You used to always stand by Fetterman, but when you him, don't like what he says, I, he's I, got a stroke. I stand by him. But when he makes a stupid remark, the man hasn't been convicted of anything. If he gets convicted, goodbye. Menendez is gone. He says he's not guilty of anything. When he gets convicted, call me. I'll say he's guilty. Well, guess what? Santos says he's not guilty, so should he have been able to stay? No, because he has. <laughs> we don't even know if Santos is who he said. When he said he was a Jew, that got me right away. <laughs> By I the way, he's going to get bar mitzvah. I mean, this guy's crazy. Yeah, he's really crazy. And then he said, didn't he say like his parent, his grandparents were Holocaust survivors? Hey, it turned out, you know. I was waiting for him to say Rita Cosby is my sister. <laughs> Then you would have gone after him bad, big time. By the way, I definitely would have. And if he said Stan is my dearest friend, I would have gone after him then. Because, Stan, I would have defended you and protected you to the hilt, my friend. Stan, thank you very much. I love you. Have a great weekend. Uh, I didn't think I would agree so much with Stan. It is a Friday, I guess. You can explain it to that. We're going to continue your calls after the break. Also, some new news in Israel and Biden getting waffly.